All right, everybody. A lot has happened since the first episode. It's been a month. I initially thought I would go weekly with this, but, you know, life and things happen and the world burns and things and so much to process, um, you know, which is really the whole thing of this podcast is to provide a distraction from these things in life. But it's kind of hard to do that, you know, when there's so much happening you can't pull yourself away. You can't distract yourself. I'm not a person that follows the news, watches the news, seeks out the news, but all I've done for the last month is just read the news every fucking day. So I want to take a break from that myself and uh, hopefully provide that for you as well um, with this second installment here. And um, don't really know what we're going to talk about today. We're just going to kind of get into it. First, I would like to submit my first formal public apology uh, to Haribo gummy bears. Uh, I was dragging them all last episode, claiming Albany is to be superior, which they are. However, I learned that Haribo literally invented gummy bears in Germany in like the early 1900s. So, you know... That that's not a good look, but hey, you know, maybe change the recipe. It's not 1914 anymore. We can make them taste better. So then I was looking up like, where are Albanese gummy bears made? They sound so foreign. They're made in fucking Merrillville, Indiana, like the least diverse place probably on the planet. So yeah, and no one's asking for this apology, but I just figured I'd I just put it out there, you know. Um, before word gets to Haribo and they try to cancel me. But that's the nice thing about I'm not a famous person, so I can't be canceled. But regarding that, uh, I was trying to record this the other day and wasn't really getting anywhere. And then during the middle of it, um, I learned that Chris D'Elia is being canceled. And that was pretty relevant to me for a few reasons because I just recently kind of became a fan of his. I got pretty obsessed and he's part of the reason I got re-inspired to do a podcast for the second time. The first person that ever inspired me to do a podcast was Kevin Smith. Um, I've been listening to his show since 2007 and just been a fan of his movies, you know, forever. And he was one of the first people that was like, Hey, I'm a famous guy, but I'm make- making a show with just my buddies and we're just going to talk and it's going to be probably entertaining. And I always thought that was like so awesome, like way back then. And now it's obviously turned into so much more than that. So, you know, I was out of it for a while, wasn't participating, just consuming more. And then I found Chris D'Elia's podcast. I, he's actually, I don't find him funny as a comedian, but I think he was pretty funny on his podcast. And, you know, people hate when you say shit like that, but who fucking cares? But he got canceled. So it doesn't really matter. You know, he more than likely solicited sex from underage girls, which is disgusting. And I don't understand why famous people do that. If you're a famous person, you can just say, Hey, to like anybody. Like I could not imagine there's any shortage of women throwing themselves at him after a show. And I just can't fathom why people do shit like that. And what's even fucking crazier is the last episode of his podcast, he was literally making fun 
of Kevin Spacey for trying to diddle little boys. So it's just scary, man. Like these people are hiding in plain sight, um, which is what brings me to my next segment here. I'm going to, in an effort to, you know, just get ahead of the game. Like I said, I'm not famous. No one's trying to cancel me. Um, And since I'm not famous, I can't really be canceled, but I'm going to preempt all this in the event I become famous. I'm going to me too myself today. Uh, What I've got here is my tweet archive uh, from Twitter. I've had a Twitter since 2010. Um, That's embarrassing. That that's very it's it's also just weird to think about that like something I made randomly to be like I'm gonna tweet at my friends is now a thing that like has just like a journal of my life that I didn't really intend on keeping and honestly wish I couldn't remember a lot of um okay no I've had Twitter since December 2008 disgusting with 18.1 thousand tweets I used to tweet like a million times a day so. What I did here is I opened up my Twitter archive and I'm typing in questionable words and I'm going to see what I've said. First, I'm going to go something pretty light. I'm going with bitch. Now, not a great word. The best word. Everyone can be a bitch. I know the connotation is with women. Um, and I'm not powerful enough to separate that from that. But I like calling a lot of people, bitch. I blame Jesse Pinkman. Speak into the mic, bitch. Yo, you ain't seen the basement, bitch. Bitch! This is my own private domicile and I will not be harassed. Bitch! You know, it's just a good word, but just know that the bitches I will be referring to here will be men and women at different times. But let's just kind of go down and and look at some of the more questionable things I've said in my life. Um just to kind of get them out there, get ahead of the game. You know, I I don't want anything to hide so that, you know, let's say a couple years from now, you know, when I release the third episode, um, they'll be like, oh, wow, in the second episode of his podcast, he talked about his tweets and he owned it. But also, I wouldn't be able to do this if I had anything that was really bad. So let's see. So we've got a tweet here (laughs) from June 11th, 2010. Hey, shitty family in the airport, that's of course on my flight, control your fucking screaming brat bitch son. Bitch! Thank you. Wow. What a what a guy. I, I apologize. I publicly apologize for that. Um, I publicly apologize for that family being inconsiderate to me on my flight that day. It's okay. Don't worry. I forgive you. All right. Here's one. March 9th, 2011. Nothing in the world is more aggravating than not being able to hear out of one ear, son of a bitch. Ah, son of a bitch. And that was tweeted from Twitter for BlackBerry to just give you a time frame on that one. But also, sidebar, that just happened to me. And reading this now, I'm like, yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Like, there's nothing. Okay, like a week ago, I was actually, this was part of why I didn't record for like two weeks is for a full week, I got water in my right ear in the shower, and it would not come out. Holy shit, dude. As Especially as a sound person. Oh my fucking God. I There's nothing 
more frustrating than being able to just hear out of one ear. It's like not having depth perception for sound, like closing one eye. You don't have any depth perception to see where you're at. Like with sound, I suddenly like I can't echolocate like I'm daredevil or something. I just don't know what's around me, where things are coming from. Like I couldn't, I just couldn't operate. Like I couldn't just sit and eat a meal and like listen to it, you know, the TV comfortably. It's just so fucking annoying when sh- stupid shit like that happens. And then I bought, I bought a fucking thing on Amazon for earwax cleaning kit. And then it unclogged before I used it. And I still haven't opened that. Still should probably clean my ears though. All right, next tweet. May 20th, 2011, selling books back to school, cashier asks me to take them out of the bag for them. Do your job, you lazy bitch. But thanks for the $63. What an asshole. He's just a total bitch. That cashier was so lazy. You can take my books out of the bag. Like, I don't really understand what the big deal was. Kind of just seems rude. Oh, here's a con here. This was now this, this could be from any number of May 21st, 2011, the next fucking day. This could actually been say every time I've ever DJed my life, I've thought this at one point because someone comes up and requests a song and then I play it. And then I think this all caps, bitch, I be playing your song and you know, dance to it. Why, you know, dance. I suggest you stop whining like a little bitch. And do what I say. The number of fucking time. Okay. We, I've gone off about people requesting songs. Just first of all, just don't do it. But if you're going to do it. And you don't shake a goddamn tail feather to that shit. Why? What was the point? Why did you ask for the song? If you're not going to dance, there's nothing more frustrating or confusing. And and what I think it is, is a lot of the time, there's always a motherfucker at every event, you know, parties going on. It's all good. People are dancing. It's fine. It's good times. But someone inevitably will come up and go to me like, hey, man, this song Dude, it's going to be popping off, man. This is the one, dude. If you play this song, dude. And it's like, okay. Like, I, you know, I trust. In those situations, I tend to trust people because it's like, hey, this is your family and friends or like your coworkers. I'm going to try to be like, you know, receive any info that I can to use to help make everyone there happier. But every time that, you know, they're so confident and fucking cocky that this song is going to pop the fuck off and then nobody gives a shit and then they're too embarrassed to go out and dance to it because they're the only person. So that person was a bitch. And all you people who have done that are bitches. Oh, God, I'm definitely going to be canceled. Um, Yeah. Let's see what else we got. Okay, here we go. Here's a tweet. October 8th, 2011. This is one's a little dicey. It involves murder. Nights like these are a testament to why I obsessive compulsively scan my room for spiders before I shut my lights off. 
that bitch is dead. I'm going to find this son of a bitch and I'm going to kill him. So this is a thing about me a lot of people don't know, because why would I ever tell anyone this or volunteer this information? Um, but since I was a child, uh, I pretty much nightly, not every night, like it's happened more recently again after not doing it for like a long stint. But I have the tendency before I shut off the lights in my room to scan the ceilings, the walls, the you know, the corners above me um, for spiders. I would also like to mention I'm a 31-year-old man, child, and I just don't, like, I have serious arachnophobia, okay? If there's two things people know about me, it's like, this guy likes Star Wars, also he's afraid of spiders. Um, I I hate them. Like, they terrify me. All bugs, just fuck off. Um, But, like, ever since I was a kid, like, if there's, like, a, a bug in my room, like, Shit's going down, like we're on lockdown until that bitch is fucking murdered. And like, that's the only way it is about it. You know, I've had girlfriends that are like, no, you can't kill bugs. And I'm just like, hey, you're wrong. Their lives are not meaningful. It's all good. Killing them. No remorse. Don't care. It's a spider. You're creepy as fuck. So, uh, but here's the weird thing about this. Twice in the last... Two months, and this is what it just happened a lot when I was young, too. I would shut the lights off and be like, you know, I'd be like, I'm not going to scan the ceiling tonight. I'm a grown-up. I'm not afraid of little bugs. And then I would just kind of get this feeling, and I'd be like, I don't know, man. And then I would turn the lights on, and there's a spider on the wall next to me. This has happened so many times in life in general, but like literally twice in the last two months. One might call it a spider sense. My spider sense. Ah. And that's the long running joke for me too, is like, why is my favorite superhero Spider-Man? There's something there, but there's n- there's nothing. They, I'm not, there's nothing really deeper to it, except that I don't, I don't like spiders, but wish I could be one. You know, I mean, but I am, you know, I've, I've always very much identified with Peter Parker. I've, you know, the nerdy guy. And, um, I mean, I guess that's it. That kind of, I think that's where it begins and ends. Maybe just feeling, I think, well, Peter Parker, Spider-Man very much, they, they have nailed the whole, like, I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. And also I can't afford rent. So that's, I mean, yeah, actually I do. I feel very close to that. Um, all right, here's one. Here's a, this is now, all right, this is a controversial view, but I'm going to say that I stand by this stance. This is from October 26, 2011. Just because it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away doesn't mean it didn't happen, bitch. Yeah, bitch! That's true. There's no way to know. I prefer to think of Star Wars as a documentary. It's way more fun that way. All right, here's a, here's a good... This is actually a great, great tweet. This is a retweet from a friend of mine. and But it was part of a conversation me and a bunch of friends had way back in the day. And I attribute it to my cousin, Mike. We were talking about... First of all, like none of us have been in fights. I've never been in a real fight in my life. Um, But we were talking about... Surefire ways to get out of a fight. 
or to like mess with the mind. Like, you know, for someone like me, like the only thing I've got at my disposal is like the mental approach. Why I've never been in a fight is because I've talked my way out of every single one with logic. You know, hey, person who wants to hit me, how about don't? Um, But my, my cousin Mike, one time we were like, well, what if you just like really aggressively got in their face about how much of a bitch you were? So as sweet as you want to fucking go, I'm a bitch. I made you my bitch. Like, could you imagine like you're like a dude wants to fight you and you're just like, yo, hey, yeah, let's go. Come on. I'm a bitch. Yeah. Hey, yeah, let's go. I'm a bitch. What about it? I'm a bitch. It, oh, I, I can't. I just someone come up and, and approach me for a fight so I can do that, please. Jesus. OK, this is legitimately. I'm sorry. This is not funny. But I'm laughing because it's hilarious. February 6, 2012. I actually, I'm so glad that I have a, a <laughs> like a, a memory of capturing my feeling at the time. I've said many times in my life that one of my greatest regrets in life is teaching my mom how to text because it's just opened up this whole can of worms for just communication that I just wish didn't exist, but that's where we're all at now. It's fine. But in 2012, so I tweeted, when I taught my mom how to text, I don't remember showing her the bitch key on her phone. No, you listen to me, bitch. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mom. I love you. I publicly apologize to my mother, Angela Crutchfield, but also moms. Oh, man, this is sad. Wow, what a sad statement. Hey, September 29th, 2012. I tweeted, I'd just like to let everyone know, I just remembered I was almost homecoming king my senior year of high school. So fuck you, I'm king bitch. He's trying to stop me, bitch. Wow. So, so gross. Um, first of all, like the lamest brag ever. Hey, I remembered I was almost homecoming king. Yeah, that's actually a funny thing. When I was in my senior year of high school, I was a very nerdy kid. I had friends, not so many in my grade, but um, very nerdy, walking around with Star Wars books and just, you know, chubby, awkward as fuck. Same way I am now, just a little, I look a little different. But my friends thought it would be funny to nominate me as a joke for Homecoming King which then resulted in me being in the top three next to like the two literal football players and like cheerleaders and uh, embarrassingly had to go out like during the fucking, you know, what is it? The, were they the big, the gymnasium? Someone help me here. The, I need a, I need a fucking, okay. I'm, I'm accepting applications. If someone wants to be on the other end of hearing this, so I have someone I'm talking to that can like say things back to me, but not being heard on the show, you know, like a Jamie thing for Joe Rogan. Like everyone on a lot of these shows has a lot of those. I could use one of those. I need someone Googling shit for me. Um, you know, when they had a, uh, uh, in the, in the gymnasium, all right, I'm trying so hard. I'm going to not Google right now. Let's see how long it takes a dude to remember 
that I can hear you people right now in the future screaming in your car what the word I'm looking for is. Assembly. Yes. Oh, man, that felt good. Assembly. They they had the assembly for fucking homecoming shits. And I'm out there on the floor being like, I'm so uncomfortable because I don't want this much attention on me. And um, then having to be like, cool, I lost. No shit. And then, you know, tail between my legs, walk back down. But the fact that I got that high up, it was kind of cool. I feel like all the underdogs probably voted for me, you know, like all the non-jock a-holes in school, which there really wasn't many. Like I went, I was like, it was me and literally three, four other kids that were into like the music and stuff that I was into in my grade. Like I was into the pop punk, hardcore metal stuff. I had friends in my high school that were two years younger than me that are all still like my super close friends. They were into that same music. They also came to school, you know, they were younger. They they didn't know me. So they didn't know my reputation was as a fucking loser. So I got to reintroduce myself to these people and they thought I was a neat person. Also, I just had a car and a driver's license, but that's a whole other thing. But most people in my grade were not into the stuff I was into. So it was a very um, preppy, jockey, cheerleadery, you know, um, graduating class. So I didn't exactly enjoy it. I was in tennis for a week my senior year before I quit because I was like, oh, we're, we ha- there's a running? Oh, I'm good then. No, no, no. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, I was like, I thought we could hit, I was like, I like ping pong. That was why I like, I just thought it was like big ping pong. But I guess we're, it's not life-size ping pong. It's, we have to work out and do activities. You fuck all that. All right, so that seems to do it for the bitches uh, of my tweets. I don't, you know, like I'm typing in other problematic words and there's nothing, I'm, I'm glad. Like, I'm like, I'm, I mean, to a degree, I'm surprised. You know, but it's like, uh, what else? What's it? What, how about like whore? Let's try whore. <laughs> See, like, I'm so what an idiot! What an idiot! Just me and my friends calling each other whores. Uh, cunt. Let's try cunt. Here we go. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. There's. <laughs> what the fuck? So. There's two tweets from me. Oh boy. On January 24th and May 4th, 2012. I assume this was a lot of you remember back in the day before we all had like you know scan ID phones and shit we had flip phones. Um my friends were so bad about taking each other's phones and tweeting shit. So bad. So obnoxious. If you left your phone out, you're getting a fucking very obnoxious tweet or a Facebook status. Kind of glad that time's over. But there's two here that must have slipped past me because I don't remember writing these. Why would I? But two tweets that say, hey there, girls, I'm a cunt. Hey there, girls, I'm a cunt. (laughs) You heard it here first, everybody. I admitted it. So that's that's cool. Why? Don't know. What a dick. 
can't oh my god cancel me just cancel me cancel this fucking podcast why why anyone would listen to this is beyond me why you're still listening to this after choosing to and hearing the content is beyond me um but it it does make me happy uh it's definitely better recording this and doing this knowing there's an audience that exists the first one it's like i maybe people will listen but knowing for a fact that people listen is pretty nice and uh i've definitely been having some kind of fun with it but we'll see how often this goes on we'll uh see where it goes i guess and i'm just kind of rambling now so yeah i think that's you know maybe we'll do weekly maybe we'll stick to monthly you know maybe i'll do it whenever the fuck i want um, I'm just trying to decide on what to talk about because it seems so trivial to talk about not what's going on right now. And, um, but I think there's always going to be a place for entertainment and for distraction and for just, you know, you can still enjoy your life and, and laugh and, um, be concerned and, and make efforts to change things, I think. So why not do a little bit of both? All right, so I have this uh, idea for a segment where I just go on Twitter and see how long I can last. Because every morning I wake up and in my sleepy haze, I'll open up Twitter and I figure, let's just get pissed off right away. First thing in the morning, let me just find out how the world's burning. I used to like not do that. And now I, I just figured, just get it out of the way. Like what terrible, stupid thing is going to annoy the piss out of me or (laughs) confuse or confound me today. And today on Twitter right now is trending hashtag get split off Netflix with 8,000 tweets. Split is a movie. Now, I haven't seen it. I've actually been meaning to. I think I will now uh, with James McAvoy, who has 23 personalities. So people are tweeting to get it off of Netflix because it's harmful to plural people, which is a new identifier I have never heard. And... um. It's for people with multiple personalities. Plural, bitch! And then the seeing the responses to this are, are all over. They're so good. Like, first of all, the, f- <laughs> the first one I saw is, guys, the movie's not even on Netflix, and it hasn't been. So do you just, like, tweet shit and jump on a bandwagon? Do you just not even look? Like, people are getting all up in arms about removing this movie off Netflix. It's not even on there. Okay, so there's that. Now, there are people with dissociative identity disorder, obviously, and and they're saying like, hey, it paints us in a bad light. (laughs) I I think that's kind of the same way Voldemort paints wizards in a bad light. Um, I don't know if many people are walking away from Split being like, that's what it's like to have schizophrenia. Thanks, James McAvoy for showing us this accurate portrayal. Um, but the, my favorite thing, and this is where I just like, this is what made me be like, I got to just say, I got to talk about this. 
it's the initial movie, you know, tweet is split is a movie that has caused many, many, many plural people in the plural community. Now, sidebar, many, many, many plural. It's a little much. I, you're already many because you're multiple. So calm down with the many's. Um, also, when you say many, 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 that means like seven. If you're going that over the top, like I actually looked it up and it's like definitely a fewer than 100,000 people a year get anything like this. And I'm not saying that means they don't matter or whatever politically insensitive bullshit that you would want to paint me saying. I'm just saying. Um, so it says cause many, many, many plural people in the plural plural community at large significant harm due to its misrepresentation of both disassociative identity disorder and plurality in which it demonizes them and more again to which i say the movies that are all of us watch demonize everything that's like the point of like a movie um but this person responded they retweeted that and they said, people in the replies are so disgusting defending this movie. I've been treated like a monster, even by my medical professionals, because of my plurality. This stigma needs to end. Stop turning us into monsters. Hashtag get split off Netflix. So then I, I, I click their profile because it's like, I got to know who I got to know. And it's this person with... um a handful of denominators, which, hey, is cool. I'm on board. Like, whatever you want, man, that's fine. They've got he slash him, and then they've got WY slash WYRM slash WYR. So that middle one is like worm, like WYRM. So I was like, I, look, I Google this. I'm like, what? what's this one? So I looked it up. A worm, also pronounced verm, is a type of dragon that commonly appears in British and Norse mythology. I'm out! So, dude, this, this person literally tweeted, I've been treated like a monster even by my medical professionals. And he claims he's a dragon! Trapdoor! Trapdoor! was a man. I mean, he was a dragon man. Ah! I mean, what do you want, dude? You can't have it both ways. You are literally a monster. You're literally a monster. You're a dragon. You eat knights in shining armors. You breathe fire upon villages and burn them. Burninating the countryside. Burninating the peasants. Oh my god. I, I never saw anything that made me just, that was just so poetically perfect. I was like, you know... This is just a good one. And bless this person, you know? Like, hey, it must be hard to be a guy and a dragon. I barely have enough time to be a guy. I barely have figured out how to be a guy. 
I could not be a dragon too. I just think that sounds like a lot of work. Um, you know, I don't know where to get potions and um, strange ingredients, and I don't have any talismans. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that this guy's doing just fine. Oh, no. Okay, I clicked. Oh, no. Why? See, why, why is the internet a thing? You should need more clearance than fucking moving your thumb over to click something to go down these rabbit holes. God damn it. Welcome. Oh, son of a bitch. This is where, this is why I shouldn't have a microphone, shouldn't talk, shouldn't have opinions. No one should listen to them and no one should care. But I'm on a page now. What is worm gender? It was listed as this person's in their bio on their Twitter, the gender colon link to this website. If you need a link <laughs> to explain your gender, I don't know, man. Uh, you're, you're starting to lose me. I, uh, y'all have my support. But you're starting to lose me, man. What is worm gender? Worm gender is a xenogender for those who identify as are connected to dragons. It is used to describe your gender if it feels draconic. Worm gender individuals can identify with binary genders and still be worm gender. If someone feels male in the dragon sense, they would be a worm gender man. While worm gender was created by someone with autism to describe were experience with gender, you do not need to be autistic to identify as worm gender. Cut to kids trying to become autistic to be more authentically dragon. <laughs> then it says, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it says, it doesn't have to. Xenogenders are traditionally used by autistic in individuals. Gender is a social construct and autism affects the perception of social constructs. Fucking A. Uh, which makes our ideas of gender nearly impossible for people to, outside the spectrum to understand. The rejection of xenogenders is explicitly ableist and transphobic. Hey, promise to God I'm not transphobic. Promise to God that I'm not... Um, uh, hold on, I let me real quick. Ableist? Let me... Um, so offensive to people with disability. Oh, okay. Didn't even... Had to check that. I'm not ableist. Um going to when I was talking about myself and making fun of my tweets, you can't take yourself too seriously. You have to laugh at yourself. You have to know how to take your ego out of yourself, walk away from it and objectively look at yourself from the third person and make fun of that person, laugh at that person and love that person. I, I I hope that that makes sense. Because I don't care who you are, what country your dragon's from, or what color the fire you breathe is, I'm gonna make fun of you for whatever reason that I come up with. I don't know. That's just kind of, that's like the language that I speak. That's just like the communication that's been ingrained to me um, by my friends and family, honestly. I mean, I was raised in like an Italian-ass, loud-ass family. So screaming is like 
and and judging judging is like my first language because i was raised italian so you know but it's out of a place of love and it's out of a place of you know hey don't take things so damn seriously i know the world's burning but at least it's not burning because this dragon man is burning us and that's good he's a good dragon man so thank you thank you dragon man Okay, so I was done. I was done making fun of him, but then I, I kept reading on the page after, and I hit next, and then there's the flag, and it's um a pretty cool flag actually. It's like blue and green striped, like a wolf looking kind of head symbol. Um, the the green represents the grass and trees and nature. The blues represent the oceans and the skies. The white represents all the worms that identify with this flag, and the dark gray scale represents represent represents strengths. That's what they have in here. Represent represents strength, unity, and groundedness. Then the third page credits. Worm gender was coined by, and it's the guy whose Twitter I'm reading. The guy made it up himself. That's even fucking better. Not saying that delegitimizes it. Just loving how committed this individual is. That they not only made up the gender, they then made a website for it and then pinned a tweet to their profile so that when you're like, what's that? You can go click that and go read it. I'm so happy I ended up on this guy's Twitter page. God damn, dude. That's pretty fucking awesome. Um I can't you can't make this shit up. You can't. Um I couldn't write anything like this. Oh no. Wait a minute. No. Is this real? See, I love I love talking about stuff like this because I love personal expression of people. I love that. I love, that's why I love this. That's why I love music. That's why I love like anything anyone generally want to does that to be like, this is what I am and who I am. Like that I'm always down for. Like fuck whatever anyone else is saying you can or can't or should or shouldn't do. Like hundred percent fuck that. The creativity knows no bounds though. And with the genders, it, um, it really is something very unique to watch. And there's this tweet now that says, yes, there are 76 genders. And every time you complain, we add five more. <laughs> uh, that's just funny. See, they're, they're having a good time with it. They're not taking themselves too seriously. And you know that because the next thing they says is, here's a short thread about hamster gender. Hamster gender is a gender connected to hamsters. As you may have guessed, anybody can identify as hamster gender. People who identify as hamster gender feel a connection to the nature of hamsters. This identity can be used as a whole or just a micro label, so you can be a hamster gender X as well. You may also simply want to identify as hamster gender too. Oh my god, the flag is so cute! Holy fuck, the flag is so cute! I'm hamster gender. I'm hamster gender. You know what? I'm hamster gender now. I identify with hamsters. Um, qualities are self-love and pride, connection to hamsters, masculinity, unalignment, neurodivergency, 
purity, haha, squishy. That's all one. Femininity, connection to hamsters, again, self-love, pride. Oh, it's a two, it's a flag. Oh, the flag, it's like a two-sided flag. All right, it goes yellow, orange, blue, white, and then a mirror, but a mirror in femininity too because it's pink, orange, yellow. So on the top and bottom, it's self-love and pride. You go in one, it's orange, it's connection to hamsters. Then you go in one more, it's blue for one for masculinity, pink for femininity. That's the hardest, femininity. And then in the middle, unalignment slash neurodivergency slash purity slash haha squishy. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I do identify with all of that, though. Let's Google neurodivergent. Sometimes brain functions in ways that diverge significantly from the dominant societal standards of normal. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm neurodivergent. I'm a hamster. I'm a hamster now. All right. Well, we learned a lot this time. Um, I'm just going to stop myself before I say something very bad. Um, Don't cancel me. You can't cancel me. Preemptive cancel me? It's all good. All right. To all my hamsters and my dragons out there, I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. And the truck door comes in the night.